Hello and welcome to the second episode of The Bench Boost. I'm Nick and as always I'm joined by Trevor. Hey Nick. Trevor, how'd you go this week? Uh, yeah, didn't do too bad today. Uh, this week. Got 64 points. Brought in Pookie and McGinn for Perez and Wood. So that was pretty decent. 17 points from both of them. Captain Sterling over Salah. Had Martial pick up some points and De Bruyne. Uh, no, one, no one else returned Montoya with a zero. Oh. And Pickford and Everton finally losing their clean sheet status. Yeah. So yeah, just 64. Above average, so not too bad. So shoots me up into 22k at the moment. What about you? Very disappointing. I transferred in Lundstrom and Pookie. I left Lundstrom on the bench. He's purely a rotation option. But as for my team, Salah returned 15 points. Pookie obviously returned 11. Um, Martial, 5 and then it's literally ones and twos across the board. Um, Harry Kane, I captained, which is the most disappointing decision I've made. What do you think about that uh, penalty shout? Oh, not a lot, to be honest. Yeah, I didn't think so either. Yeah. It just didn't look like it was a penalty, like the David Silva and Martial one this week. Mm. Um, but a lot of people, I was cheering when Kane didn't score. You got to wonder though, like with VAR, surely they're not getting it wrong. Yeah, that's what I think as well. So it's a bit... But you did you, you saw the David, David Silva yeah, one. Yeah. That was like the most clear cut. Mm. That was crazy how that wasn't a penalty. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of people brought in Kane for the week. Um, he rose as well during the week. Mm. Four points. But I saw Spurs because guy at work is a big Spurs supporter. And they've always had a pretty shocking record against Newcastle. Like this Which low strange, scoring like games. A, quite a poor team. Yeah, exactly. Especially after they lost to Southampton mm. 3-0. Oh no, sorry, to Norwich 3-0 the week before and they looked pretty bad. But yeah, it was pretty pretty good for a non-Kane owner to see that happen. Um, he didn't do much. He hasn't even looked good. Like his XG is not that high. Uh, he's just not looking like a 11 million. No, it's, it's, a, it's a big investment to put him in the team because yeah. you're choosing over like the other premium strikers like your Agueros, your Aubameyangs. It's, it's, it, he doesn't look like that price of an option. Yeah, no, I agree. Because you're bringing him in for, unless you can fit three in, you're bringing him in as a second premium. Mm. And Salah Sterling keep keep returning, and then you got yeah, like you said, the other premiums. Yeah, um, what about all those poor people that chucked out Salah, chucked in Mane? See, that's what I was saying too. Like the knee jerk, man. I know you can't. Salah and Mane will just you don't know who's gonna score out of those three. Like Firmino will score as well. Mane Salah, they both have their own their own days. I feel like with Firmino, you're paying nine point five. There's a fairly good chance he'll he'll get a couple like five five game rounds, like where he'll just get an assist. Or, yeah. But I think with Salah and Mane, it's such a big risk, and I think Salah's the better player by quite a margin. Yeah, and he's on penalties, so yeah. we saw that. Um, yeah, I just think definitely the value's there for Salah, and everyone's got him. So hmm. you gotta if you if you're trying to keep up. I'm trying to at least chase. I think Salah, you need to have him in. You could even go Mane and Salah, but... Then you're probably dropping Sterling. Yeah, so I'd rather, I think at the moment, two City players in the... Two attacking City, City players mm. are a lot better than two attacking Liverpool players. Yeah, obviously, um, City and Liverpool did as expected. But what were your other surprises over the weekend? Well, obviously, the Palace-United game. That was a big one. I wasn't surprised that 
United conceded, but losing to Palace, who haven't been too great. And you saw the setup for the Palace game. They just looked to basically defend. And yeah, hit us on the what counter. was it, a 4-5-1? Yeah. All the fucking Zaha up. out wide right? Yeah, yeah, it was just... They had no intention to try and score, and then they did. So like I said last week, I just don't think United assets are... Well, especially their defense, defensive assets aren't, aren't that good. Like, everyone's seen that record since Solskjaer took over. What They've won three out of 15 games. Um, oh, from the, um, the PSG game? Yeah, since the PSG yeah. game. So that already tells you how bad... They are. Same as Spurs, like 4 out of 15. But um, mm. yeah, that United game, Martial again picked up an assist. That was a fucking good goal by Daniel James. Probably should have been a pen for Martial. But, you know, we should be putting Crystal Palace away, especially how they've played. So yeah, not much to, to add to that. Just United... Very disappointing. Yeah, don't yeah. pick their defence. They don't look good. And now Shaw's out for four weeks, at least. And yeah, um, does that bring an option for what's what's actually young price that? Oh, I think he's like five. He's, don't don't even touch Ashley Young. <laughs> okay. Thought he was four or five. That might one, be a might be a good option, but it's funny though, when he came on he had the most crosses yeah. in the game for United, but well, still he, he's not really that. a defender. Yeah, exactly. So. Um Yeah, and then I like the uh Newcastle Spurs game. Mm-hmm. That was good. Uh Newcastle didn't play too bad they also set up to defend mm. but fuck winning away at Spurs is huge considering yeah. they also looked bad yeah it, it, it is it is very big um, and it makes you think like how lucky what was it 30 shots to 3 against City yeah. Spurs really are to get that point point. and they yeah like I said they also 4 out of 15 of their previous league games they've won so yeah, they also yeah who not, knows not where they're going to finish not a good time finish. to be a Spurs fan yeah. And yeah. what uh, Poch was saying that he's a bit unsettled with his players with Vertonghen and Eriksson. Mm. So you can see how much... I honestly didn't realise how big of a player Eriksson was for Spurs. Like, I just thought, it's Sonny Boy, Kane, and... and they've got Lo Celso now. So yeah. I, I, I was I was thinking when um, that transfer came through, um, they've obviously got a great player in Endor Bele, um, hopefully trying to put in that Dembele role um, of that that dribbler that kind of hold the ball up um, can take can take it away from the player but also providing an option going forward and I thought Lo Celso was just going to be that Ericsson mould you throw him in the team if Ericsson got sold and you wouldn't you wouldn't obviously you'd notice because they're not the same quality and he's younger but I didn't think there would be problems like there are yeah and I they, agree there just certainly are problems um, I also thought Sun would be a lot better yeah he just got back in. but they do have a very Good fixture run. Mm. Um, oh, besides Arsenal this week. Yeah. After that, they're pretty clean, but still it's... They're one to watch as well, I reckon, with their assets because they're priced so high. I think um, that'll be a game to watch, actually, Spurs v Arsenal. It'll really show the potential of both those sides. Yeah, it's a very good game. Mm. Um, and then just a couple other games that was really good. I think the Norwich-Chelsea game was fucking... Such a good game of football oh, beautiful to watch. Beautiful to watch. Like yeah. the, mutual, the mutual support, are you like... It was a dream to watch. The Pookie party just continues. How good is that? Um, I think now he's just so essential. Like, everyone's brought him in. He's at 30% ownership at the moment. Yeah, and it's only going to rise. Yeah, so... Yeah, I don't know. He's just such good value. Even if he doesn't score for the next two, three games, he's still already made up... He's on five goals at 6.5. 
and if you bought him at six five, six six, six seven, you've you've honestly paid for a rotation option. You haven't paid for yeah a premium striker. So for him to be getting eleven points in a game week, yeah, I still wouldn't start him on the bench though. I no, feel no, like, no, yeah, just no, keep no, him. great potential with points, and he looks dangerous yeah. all the time. And that that Norwich game against Chelsea just both is such an open game. Like, they both went out to attack. First mm. goal in three minutes by, what, Tammy Abraham, was it? Yeah, very nice finish. Both of them were, actually. He was, very, he was actually very impressive. From what I've I've um, <clears throat> seen about him, I, I heard that he was very much a poacher as opposed to a, um, a great finisher of the ball, whereas both those finishes were incredible. I didn't, yeah, I didn't expect it. When, when, he, when he scored, I was like, wow. Yeah, yeah. Didn't expect him to hit it so well, but I think it's still risky because uh, he's not guaranteed to start at Chelsea. They've still got Giroud and um, Bashawai, who's just played an under-23s game, was on the bench. So, yeah, I don't know, but definitely at the moment, he looks like the player Lampard's starting with, but he did sub him off during the game. Yeah, he did. So that's always always a sign that there's rotation risk, yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. But other than that, yeah, it just shows that Norwich can still bring it depending on who they play. It doesn't matter who they play. Yeah, they, they just didn't care. And it looked like two teams that just didn't care for defending. Yeah, exactly. They're both, they're both ready to go for a big win no matter what the cost defensively. I think that's, yeah, interesting with Norwich. You know, with the... I think they got three pretty standout players where point potential for a very good bargain with... Um, Cantwell and Puki, obviously, and Bundia, right? Yeah. So I think even double up on Norwich doesn't look too bad at the moment. I know it's a bit of a bit of a hype hype train move with Norwich, but if they're a mm. team in form, well, it's like it's like Wolves last season. You, yeah, you, you pick a you pick a side that's got really really cheap options, and at worst, Cantwell, yeah. Cantwell's a rotation option at worst because definitely everyone has a slot in their team for like a cheap midfielder and a cheap striker just to balance balance their squad and fit in the premiums. Mm. So I think Bundia at six, he's already got two assists and he's got a 0.73 X assists or XA. So he's doing over what he's performing at the moment, but still definitely uh, created a couple chances. He had three big chances created during the Norwich Chelsea game. One, one was put away, of course. Mm. So that's, yeah, at 6.0, he's a pretty good differential at the moment as well but I guess a lot of people opt in towards Cantwell but Bundia plays a lot more forward yeah. than Todd but Cantwell I've noticed every time there's a cross he's always at the back post every single time if a, if a cross comes on the right he always is on the back post and that's just incredible yeah it's good but he scored at the front post yeah, no, no. <laughs> but he, he always just makes that run yeah no he does he's, he gets in there so it's good but yeah, other than that, well, we saw the Brighton-Southampton game. Yeah, I was disappointed, actually. I, I I expected Brighton to do a bit better than they did. Yeah. Nathan Redmond, though. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck, def- he looked def- good. Yeah, definitely a player that always looks good, but never necessarily a point yeah. player. Um, not a fantasy, like not a not a great player for fantasy, but well, always think, a great player in real life. Yeah, no, he's definitely good to watch. I think he's actually got decent fantasy potential. Like, mm. I don't know, just he's the one creating everything. And he can score. He's a bit too expensive at the moment, just because Southampton's got such a tough run. Yeah. Of fixtures. What's he seven? Ah, uh, six four. Six yeah. four. So oh, he went he's down. Already gone down. But definitely, yeah, I'm keeping my eye on uh, Redmond for now. Che Adams again. He's looking so good, but 
not putting his chances away. I think his XG is like 1.23 or something like that. Mm. And he's not scored a single goal. So at 5-9, another cheap alternative. But who knows when he's going to start putting the chances away. But I think Brighton looked good with 10 men. Mm. Yeah, very unlucky to lose um, Andone so early. Challenge was <laughs> so fucking it's a striker's bad. challenge, man. Dude, it's a striker's challenge. I thought he was gone. Like yeah. his leg was just fuck, man. You don't like to see that kind of tackle, and then yeah, and just so early on, so yeah. it's not worth it. Not in that position on the field. Yeah, it's just not. It's not worth it. I think even with ten men, yeah, I think Trossard also stood out. Another yeah. value pick, like six point oh. Every year, yeah. No, he's still six. Still six. He's okay. got such a low ownership, so it's definitely a differential. Um, okay. He created six chances that game. Of course, he's on set pieces, so more likely. But if anything was going to happen, it was going to go through Trossard. So one to keep your eye on. He's already returned, so yeah, definitely a good option right there. Do you and know then, a person that I was? Um, I was quite interested to see how he went. Um, given how many people actually went for him was Celebos or Celebos. Oh, yeah. What? <laughs> Terrible, man. Terrible. Yeah, it did you, Did you good. see that one where he was, he was like at the, near the corner flag of his own own half and he tries to like clear it? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But he clears it straight into the penalty know, yeah, spot. Yeah, that was terrible. <laughs> like, what are you doing, man? Yeah. So like Arsenal trying to play out from the back, of course, but... It doesn't work against yeah. Liverpool. The Gagan pressing just... You, yeah. you, you don't have to play that way. It's, That's the thing. Like he's... He looked good against Burnley's midfield where they just try to fucking break your legs every tackle they go into. Yeah. And they're big guys. They're not they're not quick on their feet. Not, you know, low center of gravity kind of people. So definitely had a, a way tougher game playing at Anfield. But I think you can't really compare... Or like Celebos can't just judge based on a game no, you, against you, Liverpool. You can't judge on that game. And I think Tottenham will be a much better indicator yeah, no, of I agree. where his potential actually lies. But so many people jumped on that bandwagon. Yeah, that's it. Like, it's a lot. Uh, early stages, everyone's just trying to, like, they always try to get the points that they missed out on. Kind you of really thing. want to try that that early differential if you can. If you get there early enough. Like, if you if you got to the Pookie party before anyone else. Yeah, if you started with him. Yeah. Then, exactly. Then you're, you're, like, the hero. So everyone's trying to find that player. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, no, it's a very good point. I think it's good to try. It's it's hard though to try and find the bandwagon before it actually happens. Yeah, before like, it takes off. Listening to Fantasy Football Scout this week, and they were talking, or last week, they were talking about bandwagons and trying to jump on it before um, they kind of pop off. Mm. So yeah, it's definitely a lot harder to do that. But you know, if you if it passes your eye test, you should should just go for it like there's not, nothing wrong with taking a bit of a punt for a few games if your team if you can do that kind of transfer yeah and then the last one I liked was uh, Haller oh yeah um, I, I did I did I did like Haller's performance and yeah. obviously very very surprised to see him in the team because I, I thought he might be a sub I didn't actually I wasn't yeah, actually sure yeah he was sure. injured coming yeah, up yeah I wasn't actually sure he'd start but both his finishes were poachers efforts what was a bicycle yeah, but it's still in the box, like hard to miss. No, <laughs> that no like, was I, I, so get hard. I get what you're saying. Like it's it's a difficult it's difficult to pull off, but yeah. he's very close to the goal. It's not yeah. like he created the chance from virtually nothing. No, I think he definitely plays better if he has another striker playing with him because mm. he likes to he likes to assist as well and he create chances. Um, but to be fair, I think Watford 
even though they've been so shit the past two games, they were so much better against West Ham. They they honestly could have won. Like, yeah, they they were the better team throughout the game. Like that penal early penalty was a penalty, so unlucky for them on that. But then they missed so many chances. Delafeu hit the crossbar. Will Hughes missed a fucking sitter. So yeah, still Watford. Even though they come in last at the moment, if they keep playing like they did against West Ham, I think their assets could could be okay to invest in. But still, at the moment, definitely not. Oh, not not one you you jump the chance. No, no way, no way. Especially with the other options available at their price bracket. Do you think Watford's um, ability against West Ham is more about Watford versus West Ham, or do you think it's about Watford's actual potential? Uh, I think, yeah, probably because it's West Ham. They've also looked quite bad, yeah. yeah. So, I don't know, their defence is just not... Like, Fredericks, their right back is... Fuck, I don't know how he's a first-team player. He's so bad. And then, they're still using Mark Noble. Fuck, I just... I he's just a presence don't know. in the dressing room, man. I don't understand. Yeah, he can be he's, a presence... He's leadership. <laughs> yeah, but he can be a presence on the bench. Like, he's still in the dressing room at halftime and he can have a chat. But I just... Yeah, I don't know what they're doing. They they signed Haller and they've got the players. They have Lanzini. They've got, you know, Hernandez to come off the bench. They've, they've got good players, but something's just not working yeah, in that team. I, I saw... Um, I actually saw the Tifo um, football video on Haller yeah. and how they describe him as a, a player of a two. Yeah, and it's interesting to see West Ham play him as a single striker because he he's much better off playing um, the second striker and drifting wide either way. Yeah, and I I think they should be playing someone like Antonio. Yeah, with him. Antonio like, looks like a good option. He can't finish, or he yeah. can finish, but like he's just hot and cold with that. But he's he's pacey, he can work off Haller. Mm. I, think I don't Chicharito know. Chicharito is the wrong option for Haller to yeah. play in a two. It's too much of it. He's just a poacher. I think all these goals have yeah. been inside the penalty area. So he's, he's fucking good at that. But but if you do that, the, the the problem lies if you play that front two, say you play Antonio and and Haller up front, it's really difficult to fit in Felipe Anderson. He's yeah. obviously their, their star player. Yeah. Well, I think they should definitely get rid of Yamalenko. That guy oh, was... Liability, man. It's, 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 it's not worth it. Like any manager or anyone watching could just be like, yeah, we need to take these two players out, Noble, Yamalenko, and fucking Fredericks. Replace them with whoever else you got in your squad. I don't give a fuck who. And they'll yeah. look a lot better, I reckon. They just... Yeah, I don't know. Definitely want to keep... Well, they're, they're playing Norwich, so next game, that's going to be huge. Yeah. Do you know someone who I want to keep an eye on? Def- definitely not going to jump out and buy them just yet. But Jota, not the Wolverhampton Jota... But the one oh, the Villa? Villa. Yeah, yeah. He, he looked just, really good. He did. He, did. he came, did he come off the bench or did he start? No, he started. He started, okay. I saw the... Um, he went off. He didn't Oh, that's he didn't right. finish the game. But then um, the guy that replaced him scored. Yeah. Yeah. But even still, man, he looked very impressive. Great on the overlap. Um, yeah. Obviously, they have a, what is it, back three sort of thing. Um, But yeah, he just looked very impressive. No, he did. He did. Um, Villa didn't look too great that game, though. No, they did. Everton definitely deserved to... Come get away something. With at least, yeah, yeah. at least a, like a point or something. I think they looked way better when um, Moyes Kane and Iwobi came on. So, yeah, Iwobi, Iwobi definitely looked very dangerous. Yeah. I saw a stat which said Iwobi actually put more passes into Moyes Kane and Calvert Lewin um, in his 
in his one appearance. Yeah. Gilfie Sigurdsson has put in his three. Yeah, Siggy's just not lived up to the performance or the, the form he was in leading like ending this Everton season yeah I think I think it has a lot to do with how Marco Silva wants to play he wants to play this very fast brand of football and I just think Sigurdsson's too slow I think he's a very very good player yeah and he's obviously his, his, his dead ball is great yeah 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 but when you have Digne who's just just as good really on dead ball I think Digne is fucking I'm worried that I don't have him Oh, he's he's outstanding. Though. He he's had the he created the most chances. I think in most I don't know in all three games, but definitely last game he created a lot. Yeah, he um, looks he looks dangerous. Yeah, like so for a left back, yeah. and he, he's also competent defensively. You don't often quite see that balance. Yeah, I think Everton's like at the end of last season, Everton had the best or just behind City and Liverpool for the defensive record. Mm. So they're definitely one that like likes to keep it tight at the back. And um, it was unfortunate that your CDM, the new signing that replaced Gay, I can't pronounce his name, but oh, he was injured, so you yeah. didn't have him there. He played Schneiderling in, in the center defensive he mid. He really doesn't look very good now. Good, good ball to Coleman, though. Yeah, good ball to Coleman, but he, he just, he plays too similarly to, Go, similarly to Gomez. And it just doesn't work. Yeah. Um, I think you're talking about Gavin or Gamin. Yeah, that guy, that guy. He, 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 he plays more like Guy or Gay. Whereas your, your Schneiderlin option, he tries to be the ball player when you already have Gomez. And Gomez obviously had probably the worst game in an Everton shirt I've seen. He was really, really poor. Lots of misplaced passes. But the two of them together, I just don't think it suits. Because Schneiderlin's not that break apart. He's not that... Um, aggressive defensive mid. Yeah, he's not. No, I agree with that. And um, Villa's striker Wesley just bullied the oh, centre backs. He was actually quite impressive. Wesley. Yeah, he was. He was yeah. very good. Very strong. <laughs> very. And I love that little fight he had with me. Um, yeah. Mina. Yeah, fucking Mina's scary, dude. Yeah, I wouldn't. He's, he's I think Wesley's even scarier to yeah, be honest. But Mina's bigger, giant <clears throat> Colombian coming at you. Yeah, he is. Um, but I, I saw the Villa fans weren't happy with Wesley for the first two games but then that third game just yeah he was their best player yeah by, by quite a um, by quite a lot basically actually. yeah scored so that finish was fucking good yeah and very, then very nice in the lead up to the second goal he was involved as well I still think it's a defensive error that Mina doesn't come further across before that ball comes through yeah it, no definitely he didn't he, read he, it yeah, well he, enough yeah he picked a weird position like he's too close but he's not closing down so yeah. you either come back a bit so you have an option to stop that pass or you actually go to close him down and he yeah. didn't either. He just stayed in no man's land. And there's nothing There's nothing Pickford can do. Yeah, no, I agree. And to be fair, Everton, even though they got two cleans, they have been quite lucky to oh, not very, concede. Very much so. The yeah. XG against them um, has been very high despite yeah. not conceding. Yeah, yeah, no. Things like at least just under a goal, but like if you round up, it would have been at least a goal a game. But other than that, you see the one where Pickford saved with his face and it was a weird. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think um, Edison did that as well against yeah. Bournemouth. But fuck, when I watched that Bournemouth City game, I forgot last year that Eddie Howe did the same fucking setup where he played literally nine players at the back, and I captained Sterling into that. I'm just, I'm just thinking, holy fuck, Eddie Howe is so boring when he plays against Man City. It's so funny because everyone, everyone applauds him as like. The Barcelona manager of England, and then he he plays that way. They just he like when City had the ball in the back, his plays wouldn't even press him. They would literally go back into their half, 
and let the, the centre-backs and the left and right back come forward, just passing across each other. But it's mitigation, man. You don't want to concede five. You're going to lose anyway. Yeah, but don't concede five. You but just, it just, just just keep your goal difference, okay? I'm sure like one of their players in their team, or Eddie Howe himself, has Sterling as captain. Like, Why <laughs> not just fucking let him play football? But the Bournemouth field is a bit smaller, I think, than like they're a bit... Like it's not it's like a the palace field. Yeah. It's quite hard to play the football that City wants to play. It's it's very narrow. compact, yeah, narrow. Yeah. So they still did very good to get the um three goals and mm. they could have had more. Penalty to David Silva, like I said, that yeah. fucking don't know what VAR would do in honestly I think VAR's been set up to prevent City from actually winning any fucking games. Harry Wilson screamer. Yeah, you can't save that. Callum Wilson assist as well, so Points all around for the Wilsons. Yeah, so... And Wilson actually... Callum Wilson, ticking along. Like, at eight, everyone's dropping him. Yeah. Um, but he's 15 points now, assist it's, each. It's, it's eight. It's like... It's quite, a, it's quite a cost. No, that's true. But everyone's got Rashford coming in. Yeah. And... I don't know. Like, I just think... And as much as you can say um, negative things about United's defence, in an attacking sense, they're still... Yeah. Quite solid. And Rashford's on pens. Yeah, actually... You'd think after Pogba's pen, he's not going to be taking the next one. Yeah, I think Rashford like, wouldn't be afraid that he's not going to be on pens again. But I think Martial should be stepping up as well. He takes pens. Um, I don't know, we'll see. I, I just, one or two in a year or so. Yeah, but he can take... He's not missed, so he can he can take him. I just don't know why... Yeah, I guess... Pogba's we'll got, the, got the swagger about him. He's definitely the, the type of guy... You, can't really say no to yeah this is unfortunate that he hit the post but it was good because a lot of people got Rashford so I think his ownership was like 28% I don't have him so it was good that he didn't score but as a United fan it kind of sucked so yeah but that's yeah there wasn't much else well of course Liverpool fucking killed Arsenal but other than that very very unlucky not to get a clean sheet yeah happy about that because I don't have some people double up on um, defence but I was a bit disappointed as like because I had Van Dyke. I was a bit disappointed in that, but it, it's just it, it it was just so lucky. He gets a deflection and then it bounces straight to him. You'd be yeah. you have to be disappointed as a Liverpool defender or Jurgen Klopp. You'd be like, oh, we deserve the clean sheet. That's the thing. Not many teams are keeping cleans, but I guess we'll touch on that a bit, a bit later. later. Yeah, but yeah, that was not much else. Jamie Vardy. Did you see the um? the photo of Vardy he posted on his Instagram when no, he scored. No, I didn't. So I think he used to, I don't know if he used to play for Sheffield, but they, he fucking hates Sheffield. I think he was the rivals growing up. So every time Vardy was getting the ball, he was getting booed at by the Sheffield fans. And then he scored the first goal, goes up to the, the fans and like puts his hands next to his ears yeah, like yeah. that. It's just, and you see people like in the photo sticking their finger up at him. It's just so Vardy doing something like that. That's I beautiful. want to put him on my team just for that. Like he's, he's it's just too costly. Yeah, it's a bit, a bit pricey. But yeah, I think, and that Barnes goal, not mm. not Ashley Barnes, but mm. um, the one for uh, Leicester. Yeah, uh, I can't remember his first name, but that was a that was a screamer, top right corner. Yeah, no, it was. I'm very disappointed Perez didn't get any points again. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's time to to, to drop really Perez. to really sell Perez. Yeah, I think, like, I think I think lots of people have got that memo, man. Because every time, like I said, they're chasing. He's coming off. Yeah. So around the 70, 78, yeah. 79. I think it's, it's Harvey Barnes. That Harvey Barnes, that's that right. Player, yeah. yeah. I think it takes time to get Paris to settle. Like, I honestly didn't even like him at Newcastle. He got 12 goals, but 
Fuck. He just he, doesn't he look. On. He was on for both the goals. Yeah. So he had a chance. He had a good chance. Yeah, but it's just, it's just very disappointing. And I, I'm, I'm assuming he'll come good after, like long after I've sold him, which yeah. should be the, the disappointing. Yeah, he's just got to work himself into the system. I think he'll come good. Yeah, I think he will get rack up some points and some goals and assists. But yeah. Good game week. Good game week it was. All right, so moving on. Um, we're hoping to have some questions from our first pod, but didn't get any. So we're just going to, we just took some from Reddit, what people's been talking about and just give our fucking two cents on it. Um, I see a lot of posts about the premium defense, whether it's worth holding, whether it's worth changing it up because a lot of people are also on their wild card, which we'll touch on later. But I think premium defense is a good topic to start. A lot of discussion going on around that. What are your thoughts? Well, you've got quite a few options in that area. If you're looking at the 7, 6, even 5.5, you've got obviously the Liverpool 3. Yeah, so in particular, a lot of people would have started with double Liverpool given how... Yeah, potentially one city double Liverpool. Yeah, because their attacking and defensive returns were so solid last year. Yeah, so that's, and they don't, they don't have that rotation issue that City have. Yeah, so working off the two Liverpool defenders, I'm guessing that's what a lot of people are holding on to at the moment. Um, what do you what do you think? Like, in my opinion, I, I'm like I'm very happy. I'm happy to have Van Dyke. Yeah, I think I, I'm not going to go for two, and I tr- I chose not to go for two um, at the start because I just thought seven for Arnold and Robertson was a bit much. Just, okay, just so, asking, yeah, for for a defender, I just think seven yeah. seven is a bit too costly. But they do have the um, like I said, the attacking potential. They do, but I I also think you shouldn't like necessarily you shouldn't be paying. Um, for attacking potential because clean sheets are your bread and butter. Yeah. And attacking potential is a bonus. That's how I look at like Digne, who's a player who has great attacking potential. But at the end of the day, I'd rather I'd rather look at him as a clean sheet um, player first and an attacking potential second. Well, if you're looking... No, I agree. Like I, I've always picked... Like my... This year I've gone for such... My back line is fucking terrible. Like it's not even... It's just shit. I've got Van Dijk and Zinchenko who's rotation risk right there yeah, and I've Mendy's, got Pickford Mendy's back this week he's yeah. available so like I, I just I've never personally invested too heavily in defence even last year when of course I could invest a bit better because Trent was so cheap but I didn't even go for Alonso he was priced at 7 last year Yeah. so I've never been a big advocate for premium defence um, but if you're holding two I, I mean Robertson's look so good as well um, Trent's on set pieces Liverpool it's Liverpool it's hard like I I don't have two Liverpool defenders myself I've got Van Dyke as well but but why so for like why did you choose Van Dyke over the two well I, I just backs? I just don't value defenders as highly I think mids earn the like they're the they're the point machine in fantasy like I go so heavy in mid every time and I go quite light up front. I never go for Kane unless he's popping off. Yeah, and August, he's one of those moments. He's always bad in August, supposedly. He scored two, but yeah. even those two goals are pretty lucky. Yeah, no, they were. So yeah, I don't know. I, if I was in their position, though, I'd still find it difficult to let go of Robbo and Trent. It depends on, like, I mean, I'm sure... It's tricky, they, right? Because if you, if you downgrade a seven defender, you don't have, you don't have any other options at seven. So you'd surely want to upgrade elsewhere. So it's yeah. a double transfer. Yeah. Well, it gives that. them the option to, to beef up their striker or midfield because I'm sure they're, they're gone cheap in one of those areas, right? Everyone's probably, got... Probably a, the yeah. striker. 
Yeah, I'm sure everyone's got four five in striker. Mm. Maybe even two four fives with Wickham and Greenwood available. I hope not. Are there, are there, are there people out there that do that? Yeah. Really? Well, yeah, because they start. They get the point here or there. It's just your bench. Um, but I don't know. Like, if you look at Robbo and Trent, for example, they could, like, last week, for example, if Arsenal didn't score, yeah, then Trent was looking at fucking... But that's, that's the risk. That, yeah, that's exactly, what, that's, that's the why risk. the clean sheets are the bread and butter. And you can't be looking at them as an attacking magnet. But they're also... It's Liverpool. They keep cleans. Well, they did keep cleans well, last traditionally year. Traditionally, they've kept cleans. Yeah. But the year before, they didn't. Yeah. So and it's, it's tricky. So if they're not defensively stable, like, why make hmm. that choice? And I was also listening to um, Fantasy Football Scout, and they said that actually Liverpool... I don't know if I said this last week or whatever. I said it to you. Um, at the end, the tail end of last season they were actually conceding a fuck ton more goals than they were at the beginning. And like the XGA with um, City and Liverpool, City actually have a way lower XG, like goals against them, yeah, than, than Liverpool do. And yet but, they conceded more. Yeah, but I think everyone's defence is that they get the attacking returns. And I get that, yeah, you should be looking at defenders for keeping cleans. But if Trent got two assists, that's easily 10 points, nine points with some bonus... That's a midfielder return. Oh, I agree, but that doesn't happen every week. Yeah, and it just yeah. I guess Trent, it depends. Trent, Trent is on corners, so I, I, I like I'll, I'll happy to give you that. Yeah, but I, I I just don't know. It's 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 a risky strategy to be throwing all those players. Or sorry, all that all those points into those players. Like your money, you got you got a lot of value tied up in your two defenders. But you know, imagine this week they're playing Burnley. Yeah, no, obviously, obviously that that is that yeah. is a high potential for a clean sheet. But Burnley can score. Yeah. All they need is one long ball, and they've committed too far forward. Yeah. And it's and it, that clean sheet's gone. And that's, that, that's the scary thing about it. Like, there's no once once it's gone, it's gone. It's not like a, a striker not performing. He could always score in the 80th minute. You yeah. lose your clean sheet. You lose your clean sheet. Mm, I don't know. I agree. Like cleans are at the moment we haven't had too many cleans. Like the first week, we had fucking a shit ton of cleans. Quite a few. Yeah. Everyone's returning. Pascal, it's only been three weeks to be fair, so there's still a lot to. Um... And I looked at a stat that said clean sheets are less prevalent anyway in the early weeks. Yeah, because you're more prone to attacking rather than because when once it gets into a relegation dogfight and a fight for the top spots, you're more prone to be play conservatively. Well, yeah, you saw City as well, like in the when they were very close to losing. Well, they were chasing the title against Liverpool, and I think. In eight or nine games in a row, they didn't concede a single goal mm. in the league. So, yeah, it just shows. I don't know. It's very interesting with Liverpool. I wouldn't know what to do, to be honest. I'd be sitting on the fence. Like you said, you do need two transfers to, to make that move, unless you want to save it. I'm, if, if, if it was me and I was in that position, I'd be looking at the wild card. You reckon the wild card? Well, maybe not, maybe not this week, but if I was a person with two Liverpool defenders, say they don't keep it clean this week. Yeah. I'd be looking at my wild card as my way out of that. I wouldn't be looking at doing a double transfer because well, one of them has to stay, obviously. Yeah. Because you don't want to you don't want to take out Robertson and Arnold or Robertson and Van Dijk, and then you have all these points just sitting in your bank. That's well, they, the thing is they got such. No, I agree. Like I don't know, international break is coming up, so they got some time to work on it, and their fixtures are just they're plum. Like they're good. Mm. They've got Newcastle at home, Chelsea away, Chelsea away. Okay, maybe I don't, attacking returns there could be very... But I, I don't think defensively necessarily. Like, I, I just think with Chelsea... 
But the thing is, it takes a defender to score one goal. And then and you get six points. Yeah, yeah, and that's a clean. Already. Yeah, that is. That is. So I don't know. Yeah, I agree. I, I wouldn't. I'd rather have money in like Martial, for example, at seven five, seven seven now. But yeah, Pretty impressive man, seven seven. So to wrap that up, I don't know what we'd do. I don't know what I would do, but I guess hold at least hold your premiums for your Liverpool players this this week against Burnley. Like you got. Yeah, you do. You do have a good fixture. It's it's not like. It, it's not like there's a low potential, and yeah. then against Newcastle again, you might you might even consider holding. Yeah, because Newcastle they're not the most um, attacking team. Yeah, so, well, I'll tell you, like you know, I think you could easily even go for a Liverpool defender downgrade to Emerson because Emerson's had some. He's looked so lively down the left. Yeah, I saw he um he actually almost got close to bonus points despite actually got it, getting nothing. Yeah, so fuck, and he's just in there. Like I think he. There was a stat on Reddit that said he had the most touches in the opposition half than any other Chelsea player. Mm. So that already just shows he's he's up there. But I looked at his previous like his history, like just to see if he's getting any fucking returns in attack, like you know, offensively. But he hasn't. He rarely gets assists. Rarely gets goals. I think his goal tally is twenty five. He's played for fucking I don't know for Roma back in the day. Yeah. Um, he it's only got. Str- it's a little strange, right? Because you got Alonso on the bench. Obviously, not a not a great defender, but a very good attacking option. Yeah. But he he is. Would you say Emerson's a rotation risk, or would you say he's he's well well and truly nailed? I think for now he's pretty nailed. Like he's, I can't see why Lampard will want to take Emerson off after he just he's looked good. But to be fair, I, can't, I don't know. I'm not Lampard. Yeah. I guess it could be a rotation risk. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's there's not much out there in in the defense. Like uh, if I look at it, I get why people jumped on double Liverpool and then went cheapo with the Elsewhere. rest. Yeah, because um, there's not much else. Like fuck, I don't want any Arsenal defenders. I don't want any United defenders. Lots of people go on Dinier. I liked it. I think he at six. I think he's well worth his um his price. Like takes free kicks, takes yeah. corners, and he's just so up like forward on the left he's he's like Robertson I think the two premiums I really do like are Robbo and, and, and Digne or Digne Digne <laughs> Digne um, and Laporte like Laporte's so nailed that yeah he is, he is. I think 6-5 I could do a direct swap with Van Dijk to Laporte I'd be happy with that but I think a lot of people have Zinchenko because uh, he's a cheap option into the city defence he's probably going to be the one to be transferred out quite soon i don't think Mendy's going to overtake him. No, I don't think so. Not 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 yet. Not straight away. But what happens when they go to Champions League? Yeah, well, when it comes to that, it'll be interesting. But I think Zinchenko he created the most chances for City in that yeah. in that last week. Um, but there's be... no shortage, man. You've got um, yeah Mendy. Then you also have what's his name from um, Juventus. Cancelo. Oh, Cancelo as well. Cancelo, yeah. And obviously, obviously, I think Walker might actually be nailed. Well, he subbed off Walker, actually, and yeah. brought in Cancelo. Yeah, but I, I don't... Like, Walker was so good the week before last. Yeah, he, he he was. I think... um, Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure he's brought in the fullbacks as definitely a, a big rotation mm. when, when the fixtures start kicking up and they're playing fucking two or three games a week. Or potentially to move... Um, as as a variety option to play a three and put Walker as the right yeah. side of a three and then yeah. obviously you can play Cancelo out wide. Yeah. 
No, I can see that. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. With the two premiums, I guess I'd hold for this week. Mm. Play it out and then it's going into international break. You get another game to kind of decide whether you want to sell or or hold. If they both return this game week, you're flying. Like Yeah, you are. So yeah. And then, then you've got Chelsea to decide. Something else that surprised me um, this week with the amount of wild cards played. Definitely yeah. a time for people to play them. Um, if you have a team that's not necessarily template or you have a team that you look at and you're like, I'm not happy with this. Of course, very circumstantial. I think everyone's got, yeah, they got holes in their team that they want to that wanna fix up. And early wild cards are just, I think it definitely can work because I played one early last, last year. But um, a lot of people going into that, I don't know, I reckon a mini template is kind of starting to form. With, with those wild cards they're trying to bring in the for likes you, of like for you yeah. how many players so how, how many transfers dignifies a wild card for you like as in for me to take a hit or for you to take a wild card for me to take a wild card so say you're unhappy with four players and yeah. you've got one transfer in the bank is that enough for you or would you rather just ride it out I think it really depends on like the player and, and who I want to bring in and if I want to bring anyone in that I don't have at the moment. Because, like, I really wanted to bring in Kane last week mm. and I couldn't make that move because... got to be happy you didn't. <laughs> yeah, I know. But, like, I wanted to bring in Pookie instead and, yeah. and I couldn't fit Kane in without taking out either Salah or Sterling um, or even De Bruyne. So, yeah, I, I think it really depends. Like, you, if you're wildcard in, for example, just to, I think... There was like 500,000 or something like that wildcards played last week and I'm sure a lot of them involved bringing Kane in. Yeah. You just can't... I don't I don't see the the value in wildcarding just to bring in a player for a particular fixture because yeah. a lot of the time, you know, your team that you had before might have actually done better if you hadn't wildcarded. Or they'll, or they'll like kick it off in a couple of weeks. Like. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I think with four transfers, I probably would play it, especially if I only have one in the bank and I really needed to. Um, but I'm pretty happy. Like, I think a lot of people are trying to go for what? Sterling, Salah. Uh, Maybe De Bruyne. Yeah, De Bruyne, definitely. I think a lot of people finding that value in him as he well. Re- yeah, he represents quite good value at, what is he, 9-7, 9-6? Yeah, 9-7. Yeah, it's quite, um, quite good value. He's almost like a 11 option. Yeah, his price is very... Very cheaply FPL standards, um, but yeah, I think yeah with the wild card maybe people shift in their d- defensive assets like the premiums we're talking about, uh, trying to fit in. I think a lot of people may have might have gone from Salah to Mane as well, and bringing in Puki. Um, so yeah, I think definitely not a bad time to play your wild card because there are so many players that you might not have started with that are actually performing really well now. Because I think De Bruyne had a pretty low ownership when when it started, like just under ten percent. Yeah. Or just over 10%. And um, Puki had fucking nothing. Nothing, yeah. Sterling and Salah have been up there. Van Dijk's been up there as well. But yeah, definitely not a bad idea to bring it in. And a lot of people, like price-wise, has been dropping and, and rising and stuff like that. So it's not bad to pick up a few of that team value points. Um, and Ashley Barnes, bringing him in. He's popping off. Yeah, it's it's actually interesting to see the players that are being brought in. Obviously, some of them started with quite high percentages, like Van Dijk. Well, I'm looking at defenders now. But Van Dijk and Digne, they've obviously started high and they've stayed high. Yeah. But then you see players like Lundstrom and they're up to almost 20% selected by. Yeah, that's it. I see 
I think a lot of the moves have been to bring in those. Now we know with three game weeks, which cheap people are actually playing a start in. Like Lundstrom is a fucking gem. Mm. Like I, I really was tempted to bring him in this week because I think it's four one now. He's probably going to go up to four two tomorrow. In midfield, but yeah, classes had a very good chance against Leicester as well. He mm. should have put that away. That was a great save by Schmeichel. But just that value that you can start a a four one four two defender that plays so up like so high up yeah um enables you to get other players you know kelly starting every game for for palace that's another very cheap option to dunk to have in. yeah dunk as well dunk yeah, yeah, yeah dunk, dunk four five or well, no four six now but he's up to 12 percent ownership yeah so a lot of i think yeah players are bringing in that to to give them money to bring in the premiums and mm. since they know that they're starting it's a very good option to to bring in um, and as we said earlier with um, defensive well sorry a lack of clean sheets occurring that maybe you do go cheap in your defence just to bring in those premiums in your midfield yeah and like you know a lot of people like I said with, with Mount as well they're bringing him in he's got a lot of transfers in um, he does look very impressive always ready to shoot I've noticed yeah and cracker of a goal yeah um, he's injured but I, I saw Lampard said it's just a dead leg so he should be back yeah and I was watching Ross Barkley like, I don't know what happened in preseason, man, but watching yeah. Ross Barkley, he, he's got nothing on Mount. Nah, just, I agree. He's unwilling to shoot. He just, he's always looking for the back pass. Yeah. But yeah, also with Cantwell as well, the 4-7 option. So mm. he's, he's coming up as a, you could start him. Even. Yeah, you could So I can see the value in, and you're playing your wild card. You have the option to bring in all these players who are going to start, who will let you get more expensive players in your team. So it's actually not a bad time to play a wild card. I've just been more of a, like I'm, I'm happy with my team, so I'm definitely not in the same boat as them. Yeah, for me, for me, I look at my team, and the only player I'm, I, I would have dropped is Perez. Yeah, but I, can, for me, it wasn't worth the. Yeah, and you can do that in a move. Yeah, basically, exactly. depending on who exactly. you want to bring in. And that's the only one I was unhappy with. Yeah, and then yeah, definitely mini template forming in the mids. I think with the with Sterling, Salah, De Bruyne. Yeah, and then that's a lot of money already tied up there, and then people got Martial, or too cheap. Enablers like uh, Cantwell and Dendonka there to let yeah. you bring in some more premiums in the in strikers. But yeah, I think other than that, not not a bad idea to, to play it or not even a bad idea to hold it. Mm. Um, international breaks coming up. A lot of, uh, I think EFL fixtures are starting as well. Yeah, um, they, I think they start this week, don't they? Yeah, so it's just now that other competitions are starting. Yeah. It's definitely, yeah, play's going to get injured. It's... It's always good to have your wild card later on in the season mm. um, to give you that option just in case whatever happens. But yeah, I guess it comes down to your team, how risk averse or risk. Like I think your risk plays into into it as well. Like if you don't really care and you want to make that risky move and you want to play the wild card to bring in these players and yeah, because it you, yeah, it's just a gotta balance it. But yeah, yeah, and it's it's. This year, it's, it's. I think it's a little different because there's no other than your midfield being the reasoning. There's not really any reason to bring in. Sorry, to play a wild card to bring in, say, Pookie because he's only six point or six point nine. Yeah. So it, that's not like a super costly transfer. Yeah, because you could do you could do you, that you in a minus four. Do it. Yeah, yeah like, that's fine. Whereas say Kane was popping off. Yeah. You might need to play a wild card. Yeah, and you you got to play to the fixtures as well. Like I think. If you don't have at least three City players and possibly even three Liverpool players at the moment, if you can fit fit it like that, it's 
their fixtures coming up are so juicy. They are. Especially with like City, I think you just need to be tripling up on them. I would love to be able to bring in Aguero as well while knowing um, Jesus is out. Yeah. But... See, like a move like that would involve, yeah, a move like that would involve a wild card. Yeah, it would. It would. Unless unless you're, you've got a premium striker and you're switching Kane or Obama Yang for. Yeah, so I definitely don't hate it. Like I, I don't hate the idea of playing wild card right now. I think it's a very, a very good option, Mm. and also not a bad option as well to hold it. So it's very, yeah, it's circumstantial. Depends on your team, and depends on who you who you think is looking good and looking bad and the holes you want to patch up, kind of thing. Yeah, and I think within a couple of weeks, say Pookie has one more good week, he'll be up to 40, 45%. Yeah, very highly. And this is so cheap that everyone can just afford him. Well, he's, he'll be up to seven tomorrow. So it's not yeah. so cheap, actually. But if you look at that bracket, like he... 0.5 in two weeks. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's, pretty it's crazy, risen, yeah. but it's just like there's... You could play a four-five-one, have Pookie as your main striker, and then you got your two cheap strikers on the bench, and then... One defender, maybe Lundstrom or... Yeah, Dunk. so it definitely can work, but yeah, I don't know, I don't, don't hate the idea, so I like it, I yeah. like seeing it. It's, def- yeah, it's def- definitely a week that you could look at it and go, yeah, I'm, I'm willing to play it. Yeah. Especially if you didn't start well. Oh, 100%. Yeah, so I've also been seeing a lot of uh, posts on Reddit talking about hits, like taking hits for transfers, and, and at what point is, to, to, to catch the price rises essentially, so at what point is um, taking hits worth it to, to catch, capture these prices? Yeah, certainly, like there's, um, you'll see a player well in advance, you'd go, oh, they're, they're going up 0.1, 0.2, Pookie went up 0.2 in a week. Do you take a minus four for a plus point two in your bank? Yeah, and you don't want to be priced out as well. If you're looking to bring in the player like that in the future, mm. you could get priced out if you don't act now. Take a hit. I, I think a minus four isn't too bad to catch a price rise, but I think the player that you're trying to catch has to have that long term potential as well. Like I, I wouldn't take a take a hit to bring in Lundstrom, for example, who's no. rising. No, that's I just fair. don't think that's there's no there's no value in that because that four two. Even if he goes to four or five, that's still so cheap for a defender playing as a mid. So let's, definitely, let's, let's flip it though. Say you're taking a a um a price. Sorry, you're you're taking you're taking a risk on a price rise for a minus four, but you're also taking out a player who's about to drop. Yeah, is that then worth it? Is the point two difference? Is that worth? Well, I don't know if they're going to rise by point two. No, 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 but... no. As in, you're getting a point two difference. So say say you take out. I don't know, Perez, oh, yeah, Perez and Perez is dropping. Yeah. You've essentially made up ground because Perez would have gone to say 6'4". Yeah, yeah, yeah. you've yeah. gone to someone who's going to 6'6", six, six, say. Yeah, well, I think definitely if... Like I had that, I had Wood, he was going to drop to 6'4", but it was a no-brainer to swap him over to Pookie, right? Mm. And I didn't mind taking... I had two transfers in the bank, but even if I didn't have two transfers in the bank, I would have done that move anyway because Pookie's going to go up. Yeah. He's on fire. And... That was a hole in my team I wanted to fix. Yeah. So, I don't think, like, for example, if I've seen, like, Jota from Wolves and Jimenez from Wolves fall in, mm. I wouldn't be too worried about holding on to a player like that that's fallen because it's so volatile at the beginning. Like, everyone's... Yeah, they panic. Yeah. yeah. And there's more players right now, like, at the early stages, so the prices are going to be way more susceptible yeah, to people, change. As people stop playing, there's, like, a, a percentage of retain 
retained value in certain yeah, players. Yeah, yeah. So, I I wouldn't. Yeah, minus four for a player that's dropping that you want to bring in. I I don't think just bringing a player because he's going to rise. Like he's got to fit your team. Yeah, he's got to have good fixtures coming up. Like Mount, for example, he's rising. I would I would take him. But I know you brought in Abraham, but yeah. that's like a player that personally for me I would be like, ooh, I wouldn't really bring him in because. He's, he's a punt. He's, he's kind no, of... He is, but, he's a punt. He he's could a, pay off. But I'm looking at it like my my team, other than other than Abraham and maybe, yeah. maybe Jota, very similar yeah, to, yeah, yeah. to that template. So you've like, I'm just trying to get ahead. No, no, I, no, exactly. So just it really depends like the mm. what, what kind of move you want to make. But I wouldn't take a minus eight, for example. No, 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 no way. Because I think points, yeah, points are way more important than fucking team. Like team value is important. And particularly later on. Yeah. Um, and if you can, and if you can make points early on, so I'm, I think I'm up to with um, Pookie rising and Algon and Abraham rise, and yeah. maybe a Sterling rise. Yeah, I think I'm up to about point seven over hundred, so yeah, hundred point yeah. seven. Yeah, and like that's value that you get to keep. Whereas yeah. later on, you're just not going to make those. I, I like see, I'm on the same same boat as that. But the thing is, are you really ever going to transfer out Sterling? No, probably not. You're so right. you're right. You're right. So it's value. It's value that's irrelevant to me. Yeah. But it's value that I have that another player doesn't. Yeah, and you will be priced out of it if you didn't jump on the bandwagon. Yeah. yeah. So like I saw, I saw a lot of people doing transfers out from Salah to Mane, for example, mm-hmm. and it looked like Mane was about to rise. Salah didn't look like it was going to drop, but if Salah was about to drop, and you own Salah and Mane is about to rise, I wouldn't do that swap. Like it's just. Even if even if you didn't have any other transfer plans, say you're happy with your your fourteen. It's too. It's so sideways. Like it depends on what you're going to do with the extra mill. You're going to beef up your defense, beef up another midfielder or striker. But Salah and Mane, they just both have their weeks. They could both have a good week together. Yeah. Um. But it's just zero point one on Salah dropping. Who scored the the you know highest fucking point scorer two seasons two in a row. Ago, yeah. Why are you dropping him for Mane, who had a thirteen pointer for one game week, mm. when Salah had twelve the week before? Yeah, no, it's it's, de- it's definitely a, it's definitely a risk. Yeah, so I just I, I don't know. I think wouldn't take hits for days to to get team value, but like I let King drop for example, I couldn't. Yeah, I I, I did the same with Jota. I couldn't avoid it. Yeah, and it's just like it doesn't matter if he drops to six, and I'll be fucking. You'd be yeah, very upset. Yeah. I hate King, but well, he's not a very good player outside of the penalties. <laughs> to be honest, man, I picked the worst six-five strikers, Woods and King. Like oh, I picked Jossa just because, I, like, I looked at him, plays very well, disappointingly well in Europe, yeah. but not so, not so, um, not so he, well. For he didn't start well last season either, early. No. But he's Wolves is good. Like I think they're going to come. They just got a lot of fixtures. Yeah, rough fixtures. They've got Everton this week, which would be interesting and, test for both teams. And Europa A and EFL, yeah. so yeah, I like that. I wouldn't take, yeah, like I said, I think it depends on your team, but... Yeah, and it depends on the player. So we'll just end the podcast with how our teams are going to line up this week? Yeah, it's been a while there. We've been talking for a while. Mm. Wrap it up. Um, yeah, so I've stuck with the same team that I had last week, not making any changes. Um Martial's got a yellow flag, so I don't know what, about that. But it looks like he's gonna gonna start. If he doesn't, I'll Who's probably your first? still bank Who's your it. First bench option. Oh, it's not looking good. <laughs> probably Greenwood. I'll, I'll bring him on. Greenwood. Yeah. Well, oh yeah. Well, if Martial doesn't start, he's 
probably gonna yeah. have some minutes maybe yeah. I saw I saw um, Solskjaer mention that Sanchez's move might fall through yeah to Inter fuck man that guy's like Gary a Di Maria Ga- man Gary Neville wants him gone <laughs> Gary Neville wants everyone on the team gone I just yeah I don't know um, maybe Greenwood turns out to be a good yeah good he's option. cheap but yeah I got captain on Sterling right now he's playing Brighton at home who are playing fucking aggressive football so mm. hopefully they carry that into the Etihad and not park the bus like Bournemouth did I can see a lot of goals there I don't really like Salah away at Burnley um, so yeah my captain at the moment is Sterling but it could change to De Bruyne I don't know yet um, lining up as a three-five-two. Pookie King strikers, yeah. Not much else. King. Yeah. King, man. Hopefully he gets a penalty. Very brave, man. Very oh. brave. No, I've no, actually no. brought in two players. I've taken out Kane. I was like just sick of his shit, man. Yeah. Um, chucked in Abraham as my differential, differential, as you mentioned earlier. And I've brought in Sterling. So. Oh, finally. Yeah, yeah. Join the Sterling party. So you just... Captaining Sterling. Yeah. Like 30 points behind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So Captain Sterling, yeah, yeah, yeah. Salah, like obviously, is an option for captain. Yeah. But as you said, it's a way Burnley can just set up shop. So I'm yeah. not. Yeah, I'm a bit worried. Sorry, I'm a bit worried about him getting heaps of points. Um, I've got Leno in goal. I'm a bit nervous about them playing Tottenham. But my other option's Matt Ryan, and he's definitely not going to. Oh, you're not getting anything there. You're, so, <laughs> yeah. you're hoping for a penalty save somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, so hopefully Spurs just misfire because I don't have any Spurs representation. Well, if it helps you, I got Diop as my centre back that I have to start. Okay. So like he's just bad. Makes like, me feel a bit better. I'm playing. I'm playing a three-four-three. Three, so I've got Dinye Van Dijk and Zinchenko. Yeah. See, that's a defence I like with with Dinye, But yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can't do much about it. I'm um, still playing Perez and Jota. Okay, I think my team's looking a lot. Look at that. Like maybe Perez pops off this week and you'll be furious you sold him. Oh man, I think even if he scores 10 points, I'd be like, doesn't matter. It's doesn't just matter. Perez. But now we'll see. And um, then um, my, just in case Martial doesn't play, I've got Lundstrom as my backup. But obviously it's against Chelsea. But... No, it's Chelsea. As you though. said, Chelsea, yeah. like risk, risky in defence. Yeah. Cool. Well, that is our team. Um, well, we have Twitter. If anyone... <laughs> we have Twitter. <laughs> so, like, hit us up on Twitter if you want to ask us questions. Give us feedback. What can we do better or whatever. Um, yeah. Obviously got some interesting feedback on that other forum. <laughs> We're not... Not going to mention that. We're not mentioning that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> cool. <laughs> See ya.